Episode 1 of the Music for Ministry podcast. Welcome to the Music for Ministry podcast, providing an in-depth look at the ministry of music through the lives of music leaders today. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on the Music for Ministry podcast. I'm your host, David West, and this is a podcast for those who are passionate about ministering with music. If you're involved in the music ministry of your church in any way, or you have a unique ministry that involves music, I would love to hear from you. Think of this podcast as a place where we can come together to inspire and encourage one another as we minister with music. Our featured interviews will be with people just like you who use music to minister to the hearts of others. I hope as you listen to this podcast that you'll walk away with a renewed vision of using music to minister. Well, here it is, my very first podcasting episode. I have to admit something. Up until this past year, I was not a fan of listening to podcasts. Oh, not because I didn't enjoy them, but because it seemed inconvenient to find and download them. All of that changed when I received an iPad. Now with the podcasting app, it was easy to find and enjoy. As I was listening to these podcasts, I realized that I was not just being informed and entertained, but also inspired. So I started to look for a podcast to listen to about my passion, ministering with music. Unfortunately, there was none to be found. So here we are, the Music for Ministry podcast. I'm very excited about today's show. Today we're going to explore music and evangelism with Larry Brubaker. If you don't know Larry, he's the music pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. And over the past 37 years, he has traveled as a music evangelist with the Ron Comfort Evangelistic Team. You're going to learn how he got started in music evangelism and hear of the importance of music during revival meetings. For those of you interested in music evangelism, he has some great advice that will help inspire you on your musical ministry journey. Before we get into the interview, I want to share with you my helpful musical resource. Check out this week's valuable musical resource. Let me share with you an excellent resource I found online. If you're like me, you're always looking for information about hymns, hymn writers, or even hymn stories. Well, I found a place where you can look up a ton of information about our hymns, and it's absolutely free. It's called hymnary.org. It's a comprehensive database of over one million hymns. It's the largest database of hymnody in North America. You can search for a hymn by the words of the text, by title, or by tune name. From your search, it's easy to find information about the hymn and the hymn writer, as well as what hymn book you would find it in. What's more interesting is that you can download the hymn in several different formats, and for some hymns, you're able to hear an audio sample. The site is definitely worth checking out. You can also find a link to the site at graceforall.com forward slash music for ministry. Let's go ahead and begin our interview. We're here today with Larry Brubaker. 
He's been traveling for 37 years with the Ron Comfort Evangelistic Team, doing music and leading the song service. He also is serving as the music pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. It's good to have you, Larry. Thank you, Dave. Nice to be with you very much. Larry, give us some history about you and your family. I was, I was really blessed. I was born and raised in northern Illinois, Freeport. My mom and dad got saved just before I was born. My folks were old enough to be my grandparents, so there was that generation gap. But my dad was a cripple, always walked with a cane, often with crutches. And because of that, we had a wonderful, wonderful relationship. My brother, 20 years older than I, my sister, 15 years older than I, were basically out of the home by the time I came along. Although my sister was saved through my folks' family order that they set up after they got saved. Dad, uh, being partially crippled, uh, we had a neat relationship. And I started started piano lessons and trombone lessons in fifth grade. Never quit. I was born in 1940. Uh, my pastor was Cliff Barrows' father-in-law. I was dedicated to the Lord under Pastor Newell. But Cliff would come home from college, and he would lead singing with his trombone. And that was my inspiration, to watch him lead. And uh, obviously, I've done it ever since. But that, that's northern Illinois, uh, Freeport, Illinois. I was raised in a United Brethren Church. For those who may be listening or reading this, who will be older, it was this church that Glenn Shunk, evangelist Glenn Shunk, came out of. And Glenn Shunk, before he got saved, was a drunkard, and he'd come into, uh, oh, I didn't mention my daddy had a tavern. And Glenn would come into the tavern, and dad would have to kick him out because he got drunk. And then when those two both got saved, and my dad was in a service when Glenn was preaching, there was some happy rejoicing going on in that service for what the Lord had done for both Glenn uh, and my daddy. I was very blessed. I was very blessed for background. Let's move on to what led you to choose a Christian college for your training. I always, I always felt God wanted me to preach. I, I really did. And that, the, that church in Freeburg, Illinois, that United Brethren Church, in that era, they all went to Bob Jones. You know, I thought, well, uh, I'm going Bob Jones. I had the privilege at the end of my junior year and senior year of, of high school of traveling uh, with an evangelist as his piano player. That was wonderful training and experience. And after graduating from high school, I did go down to Bob Jones. I always felt I was going to serve the Lord. I really did. I had no desire to do anything else. So even as a young person, you were busy serving the Lord? I was active in Youth for Christ my last couple of years of high school. That gave me some wonderful leadership and, and, and direction. And those, all of those Youth for Christ directors were from Bob Jones. So I headed down to Bob Jones. How did it come to be that you teamed up with Ron Comfort? That, that is, that's just amazing, Dave. When I hit BJ the fall of 58, Ron was in his sophomore year of the college, but had spent three his last three years of high school, he spent at the academy. So it's technically the beginning of his fifth year. He knew the ropes, knew the college, and he was 
a very, uh, hate to use the word, but he was very popular on campus. He could preach back then. He and I got put on a waxing crew. I was work loan and made him almost the first day of campus. I hit the campus and he was my crew chief. And we hit it off almost immediately and soon we were traveling on weekends a lot. His graduating summer, 61. Now, my first summer, I went to uh, Mexico all summer. Second summer, I traveled on an official BJ Ensemble with uh, Dean Liverman. He was our dean, and Bud Behrman. Bud was on that team. Then the third year, beginning my third, my third year at school, Ron's senior year, the Lord put us next door to each other in, in graves. And he came in, woke me up early, and said, Larry, you're going to travel with me next summer. And I said, well, I know the college will ask me to travel. And they did. And I, I turned them down. And Ron and I, and after interviewing a lot of men, our fellows, uh, Tom Koss, who's been on staff at BJ under in science, Dr. Tom Koss, the three of us formed the Kingsmen, traveled all summer, Ron's graduating summer. During that summer, he got enough meetings to take him to fall. And I stayed with him to fall. Tom went back to school. And I stayed with him to fall. And uh, so we were together till, till Christmas as two single boys traveling. Prior to that, did you know of any other music men that traveled with Evangelists? Years ago, you had Billy Sunday and, and Homer Rodehaver and, uh, and things like that. And by the way, Homer Rodehaver led singing to the trombone. Ron almost pioneered that. I know Bill... Bill Rice had Stoutenboro, but it was not like a team going to revivals all the time. And Ron pioneered pretty much uh, a team and us coming in and doing the music and so forth. And he almost pioneered the RV, uh, Evangelist Traveling and Recreation Vehicles. Uh, I joined Ron in 76, 1976. So this coming, this coming May, we, we will have been within 37 years. Wow. That's a long time. Now, Ron has established Ambassador Baptist College. Do you teach there occasionally? When, when a college first started, I'd come did a little guest teaching or, you know, a, a guest uh, in a class or something. I, I've been on the college board from the beginning. I guess I'm just a cheerleader for the school. Yes, uh, our means cut back a lot when the college started, and therefore... Uh, the Lord opened up a ministry in Kings Mountain, and I'm music director at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Been there now 19 years. Tell us about that ministry. That is wonderful. We're about a half hour from Ambassador Baptist College, and if singles come to our church, they do have to put forth an effort. But uh, as your son knows, we feel it's worth it. We have a lot to offer, and I do the music and coordinate all the music. I do hospital visitation, and we visit new move-ins, and uh, uh, I'm there most of the time. I cut back at my request for Brother Comfort. Probably I have 10, 12 meetings a year, so I'm, I'm at Emmanuel. Really do enjoy it. Really, I'm blessed. For a church running a couple hundred, I'll have a choir of, you know, 60, 65, and for some reason they keep coming, and I just love it. <laughs> Looking back at the years that you've been in evangelism and the number of churches that you've been in, do you feel that you've had an impact upon lives musically? Well, uh, I'm sure. 
you can't have a ministry like Lord's given me in the music field without uh, seeing your influence into people, particularly after traveling over 30 years and going back to churches and seeing young people playing trombone and or playing piano, and I was their inspiration. And I'll tell you, the blessings, Dave, the blessings of a of a lo- the longevity of a ministry is just, uh, you just shake your head in humility, try to do it in humility that the Lord would, would use you, but it's I, I've had the best of both worlds by far. You play the trombone as you lead the congregation, but you also play the accordion in the ministry, right? When I was in junior high school, Dan and I went somewhere, and somebody explained to me the buttons in the left hand. Well, because I must have been taught right, I understood it, the circle of fifths, and I picked that accordion up and played it. Not well, but squeezing was funny. So Dad got me an accordion. And her mom, dad did. And that summer when I traveled to the evangelist, I took it with me. Then after I joined Ron, uh, the Lord led us to a gentleman who invented the accordion organ. And my accordion is a full organ. It's so, so handy. We sing, we still sing with it, you know, in our meetings, uh, mission trips. Oh, it's, it's invaluable. We can do it in mission field, you know. So the accordion has been a real help. Then recently my wife surprised me with a euphonium at Christmas. So now I am, I an old man has learned valves. <laughs> Say, okay. But I'm, I love the euphonium. Same mouthpiece, love the tone on the euphonium. And I practice that more than I do the trombone. One thing I personally appreciate about your ministry is your love for revival songs. Songs that can get a revival meeting off to a good start through the enthusiastic singing of a church choir. How many songs like that have you written over the years? Oh my, that's a good question. Um, I've never counted them. I would guess I, I, I published up through number 20, and then I got a lot just eight half by 11. I would guess probably at least 30. Revival music is important, and if we're going to have evangelistic meetings and revival meetings, and we want that type of a spirit even in our churches, we've got to use music that is like that. And I'm very thankful that the Lord has given me that idea and thought and uh, to inspire excitement in a, in a choir for, for revival work. When you come to a church, you work not only alongside the pastor, but also the music pastor. What advice would you give to a young person interested in being an assistant or a second man in the era of music? Oh boy, that that's a <laughs> that's quite a question, David. You have to be yourself. Uh, you you need to establish uh, uh, what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, have a reason for doing what you do, know why you're doing it. Uh, if you're going to be a song leader, learn to direct where people can follow you instantly and, and easily, particularly if you're going to travel or in a different church every week or almost every week. And if you want to turn that congregation into a choir, you do need to know how to have them follow you instantly almost. See. And of course, I've been blessed with Mrs. Comfort as my pianist. And now in a manual, I have a number of pianists that obviously know me now and follow very, very, very well. Just one more question. If someone were interested in contacting you or finding out more about you, how would they do that? 
I am Pastor Brew at ebckingsmountain.com. And uh, my email is under the umbrella of my church. Be glad we have helped anyone that wants to pursue this. We need to get some new fellas in the world. There are not many. There are not many doing really what I'm doing in the realm of music evangelism. Mike Pelletier has a Greg Murray, Greg and, Heather. Greg and Heather. Greg and Heather do a phenomenal job, and they've been Mike and Becky for many, many years. And uh, I know Doyle Robertson has traveled with a number of evangelists. But boy, there are not many that, and I think there's a need. Uh, I really do. And sometimes when the evangelist comes into a revival without a music man, they want a music man. I think you're right. And there is a great need. Well, thank you for being with us today and sharing your thoughts on music evangelism. Thank you, David. My privilege and uh, God bless you and your ministry as well. This brings us to the end of the Music for Ministry podcast. You can find links and program notes to our show at graceforall.com forward slash music for ministry. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to tell your friends about it and do me a favor, head over to iTunes and give us a rating and give a review and also feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Have a great day and make music for ministry your passion too. The Music for Ministry podcast is a production of Grace for All Publications.